your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah, please come and laugh from the VIP. Heard the nightlife, lost life with that Going live, I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona on a Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. It's 9 a.m. I know it used to be 10 a.m., but it's time changes. So when the time changes, nothing changes here in Arizona. So we stay the same. But Pacific and uh, Eastern Standard Time usually change. So 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock a.m. Tuesday morning here in Arizona, 9 or 8 in California. All right, we got a lot to talk about. I may mention not only not only we going live here, but we're going live across the globe. So if you want to chime in from anywhere in the world, uh, the number is 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. We got a lot to talk about. If I may mention last week that we might talk a little bit about the draft, what was going on as far as college guys coming out. <clears throat> Uh, the Arizona Cardinals or different teams in general, but uh, we we're gonna do a special show right there. So I might put that off for another week. But if you do have any uh, concerns or any urgent questions that you want to um, that you want to ask, you can call in with the number I just left you. So we're gonna put that off again because we're gonna do a special show with a lot of guys that's on the uh, Voice America Sports Network. Have a little roundtable discussion of what's going on. Um, don't forget to check out Ampli. Ampli has this show coming on. I think it's in about another two or three weeks. So keep a lookout for that. We're going to talk today about the Phoenix Suns. We're going to talk a little bit about the Arizona Corners. They made some moves. Um, surprisingly, they're doing a. They're still moving in the right direction. But uh, we'll get into that uh, Anquan situation. He is under contract, but that's another story. We'll talk about that later. Uh, we talk about the Phoenix Suns. Right now, I think these guys are in playoff mode. With a little bit over a month in the NBA, a regular season, the Suns are 34 and 29. So they somewhat have their heads above water. And if you watch the Suns like I do, sometimes you think their heads are somewhere else. But for, for the most part, we'll keep it clean. You can take that where you want to. Again, they are 34 and 9, and they are, that only puts them ninth in the Western Conference which is not bad if you control your own destiny. So their last five games, the Suns have been um, – and I'm not going to bash the Suns. They, you know, considering everything that's happened to these guys, they got a, they got a bunch of injuries. Uh, guys are in and out. They had a uh, coaching change. So I'm not going to bash them. So let's find a bright spot. Here's a bright spot. They are number two. They are number two in the Pacific Division, and that's behind the Lakers. Okay, that's a good deal. Sounds a lot better than number nine, but they are number nine in the Western Conference. Again, their last five games, they go one and four. And they did beat the Lakers. The Lakers have a 16-game lead over the Suns. So the Suns can pretty much forgetting. They can pretty much forget catching the Lakers with a 16 games. The, the season is a little bit over a month. It's not going to happen. The Lakers cannot lose that many games. Suns can't win that many games. What they need to do is catch the team that's right in front of him, right in front of them, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. Whom they play tonight. They play the Dallas Mavericks tonight. But they beat the Lakers in that one and four um rogue in that five game uh streak. They end up one and four. They have the um the Lakers, who have a sixteen game over the Suns, also have a seven and a half game 
lead over the San Antonio Spurs. Now, if you're trying to make the playoff, Phoenix Suns, you cannot afford a run like four-game losing streak. Not this late in the season. And this is, this is actually their second losing four-game losing streak this year. So, But, you know, considering all the things that's happened, uh, the coaching changes I mentioned, they got uh, guys that are out, and they made a – they went back to what they used to. They went back to that that old-style running and gunning offense. And after firing then Coach Terry Porter, immediately after the All-Star break, we did have some excitement of what the Suns could do and what they were going to do with a three-game winning streak. That old running gun offense, it showed up again, and it was good. Now, granted, they did play the Los Angeles Clippers twice, back-to-back, and then they did add, who was they adding? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, that team sounded like an old ABA team. If you if you know basketball, you watch basketball, you're somewhat of a historian of it. ABA is way back. Virginia Squires, those type of names, those type of teams. But they did beat those guys putting up an average of 140 points. And that's the same team they used to play um, when uh, D'Antonio was here. Their best defense was their offense. They were so much on uh, the opponent that – Late in the fourth, late in the end of the game, at the end of the game, they were, you know, their teams couldn't catch up. Teams were not allowed to able to catch up with the Suns running the gun and put so many points up there. But they do have a different chemistry. The dynamics of the team has changed somewhat. But when you're trying to make a run, you can't go into a fourth quarter of into the season. This is actually the fourth quarter of their season. You can't go on those losing streaks and um, hoping to contend for a playoff. So. These guys need to get these guys need to get it done. I'm not going again. I'm not going to bash them because they're professionals. Nobody practice hard every day, every half a basketball practice. They don't practice hard. They don't have shoot arounds hard. They don't concentrate, watch film, do all these things to lose games. And granted, some teams are just better than the others, like the Lakers. Again, I mentioned they had a 16 game lead over the Suns. The Suns have beat them, but if the Suns were to make the playoffs. They have to control their own destiny starting tonight with the Dallas Mavericks. You got the Dallas Mavericks come in, and these guys have uh, themselves, they have a tough schedule. They have to play a lot of teams that's in this Western Conference division uh, where they, they might have some slip-ups. They have to go to L.A. They have to play Portland. And if you've seen what Portland did to the Los Angeles Lakers, but keeping focus on the Suns, these guys have to, um, they have to go on a run. They have to treat each and every game starting tonight with the Dallas Mavericks. They have to treat treat each another game like it's the playoff. When you play teams, they have guys other in the conference. When you play these guys who are just as committed on defense as well as offense, like the Lakers, teams like that who have big men who can move, like Boston, uh, those guys, and and then you get a lot of those injured players back. You won't see them down to the um, championship game. You got uh, San Antonio. We've all seen what San Antonio's done to these guys. You have to face these guys week in and week out or every other day as far as basketball concerned basketball has 82 plus games but you have to play these guys when you go these guys are just committed on offense and defense and sons got to understand their identity they are offensive team you have to play offense you have to put points on the board they're an offensive team and that was their best defense if you remember when d'antonio here they were running gunning they was running guys out the gym uh, if you wasn't in a great shape, if you wasn't in conditioning, you was going to lose to the Phoenix Suns. So these guys have to get back to their identity, and they've done a good job so far. They just haven't been able to close out these basketball games. And I mentioned they're 1-4 beating their 1-4 streak in the last five games. 
they were in some of these games. They were in majority of these games, but they haven't closed them out. And they have played the teams like uh, San Antonio. They played uh, Charlotte, they, the Lakers, um, and they beat the Lakers. But they have been in these games. They just haven't been able to close these guys out. So you have to play you know, Steve Nash. Steve Nash, you have to run the gun. I, I'm still a fan of Steve Nash. This guy is still my guy. I want him on the offense. I want him on the court offensively, but he is a liability defensively, and that's where he can benefit in this running gun offense because he's a great general as far as getting the ball up the court, getting the ball to the right guy. Uh, you got there's no Amari Starman. Amari is out. Amari is hurt. He's injured. And even if they did make the playoff, he would not be around. Re-injured his eye again. Grant Hill. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille's been on a terror for a while, putting up points right there. And I don't think a lot of guys, if he decided to play, especially in the half-court offense, but the half-court offense not going to work for the Suns until they put up points where teams have to play from behind. When you playing from behind, if the Suns playing from behind, the half-court offense is not going to work. Not at a substantial amount of points. Grant Hill, Shaquille O'Neal. Now, there are more big men in this Western Conference than those guys. And a lot of teams can do a lot of things as far as moving them away from a basket. The Western Conference have quicker, faster guys who can shoot that 12-footer, bring Grant Hill and Shaquille away from the basket, and guys like Tony Parker, who's real quick, who get to the basket, and um, it's an easy layup for him. It's an easy two points, an easy three-point play for these guys. So they have to keep um, they have to keep those guys off the court defensively or keep them in the baskets. You got guys like Paul Gasol in L.A., big guy who can move around, who can shoot that jumper. David West, Tyson Chandler, and these guys in New Orleans, these are big guys. These are the teams that the Suns will have to play. Josh Howard, you got Dirk Nowitzki, they play these guys tonight. So, again, treat this game as a playoff. Treat this tonight's game, 7 o'clock p.m., treat it as a playoff game and start a little run. You have to go on a run. If you can go on a – if you can go on a four-game losing streak, you can go on a four-game winning streak and try and kind of set the tempo. But you set the tempo tonight by beating Dallas, beating the team who's four games in front of you and that A spot to, uh, for the playoffs. You have to catch You control your own destiny tonight. We've seen what Tim Duncan did to us, do to Shaq. He does to Shaq. He brings him out. He brings him outside of that box, outside of the paint, hits the 12-footer. If he consistently and continually hit that 12-footer, then he's quick enough to take Shaq off the dribble and have an easy basket where either he's going to foul, Shaq's going to foul him, or Tim Duncan's going to make the basket. Bob Bosa, Richardson, these guys are scorers. But unless you're playing the Los Angeles Clippers or the Sacramento Kings every other night, those points will not be enough. And I, I, I think the problem with the Suns, their starting five can run up and down with anybody. But here's the deal. Offensively, they can run up and down with anybody. But defense, uh, about two or three of them become a liability. Two or three of them take chances. Where do they fit in the puzzle? Where do they fit in the scheme of things as far as they're going to play defense? you got to put the points on the board. The Suns, I don't think they have a bench. I think the most productive guy off the bench might be Matt Barnes. One of their forwards, uh, strong forward, swing forward, Matt Barnes. He started the last three games. The last three games, you know, because of Amari. Amari is out. So Matt Barnes came out. He's productive. Ten points off ten points um, off the bench is not bad if you're giving a guy a spell. But the rest of those guys, I don't 
you can't you're not going to win with a bench. A lot of teams in this Western Conference division, they have a bench. They have a second tier. They have where they can rest their starters and rest their players and come in and uh, spell these guys where you either keep it close or keep the lead when you come into the game. Center, Ruben Lopez. Big as he is, as tall as he is, you have to have an attitude. You have to be aggressive. You can't average 2.6 points. Uh, Goran Dragic, the guy they got from, what is he, from Russia, Germany somewhere. 3.5 points a game off the bench. Uh I don't think that's going to get it done. That's not a good second-tier guy. That's not a good second-tier to have. You have Alondo Tucker. He's four-point. He's a shooting guard. Shooting guard, you think he would have more points, 4.7. Again, I mentioned Matt Barnes. He has a uh, 10.1, and he start, but he has started three games. Lewis and Munson, four points. That's their power forward. A t- this 25 points is the total off the bench for the Phoenix Suns. And this is the problem. If you're going to run the gun, you have to have guys to come off the bench and be able to spell you. Now, I did say that they were ninth in the conference. It wasn't all that bad. They had a lot of situational things going on and with the um, the coaching changes and all that. But you control your own destiny tonight with the Dallas Mavericks. This is the start of your playoff game tonight. You're four games behind these guys. So come out, play some defense, run and gun, get that offense going. And um, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine if they just do that because the Dallas Mavericks have guys in the same conference that they have to play that are a lot tougher. We're going to take a break and come back in two minutes. You are listening to Kwame Lash of the Sport Talk. I'm on the Voice America Sports Network. Let's see you back in two minutes to talk a little bit about a little bit more about the Phoenix Suns. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. 
to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports four and three and two Jesus. and one just play four and three and two everybody let's get We're back on the Voice America Sports Network. This is Kwame Lassa. Thanks for joining me on the Kwame Lassa the Sports Talk. Uh, we left off talking about the Suns and their playoff run and, and what these guys have to do. I think more so they have to establish the identity of what they're going to be in this next month or so. They have till tax day, till judgment day. That can be the same thing if, depending on how you're looking at it. But uh, I'm a Suns fan. I live here in Arizona. I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. I'm a Cardinals fan. What Whichever team plays here, I'm going to root for these teams. I'm not like the rest of the fans. Some of the people that are here don't even like the guys that's born here. But, again, the Phoenix Suns have to be – they have to define themselves. They have to find an identity of what they want to do because they do control their own destiny, being ninth in the Western Conference. Number two, if you want to soften the blow in the Pacific Division. They do have Dallas. They play Dallas tonight, 7 p.m. So tune into that game, watch these guys. And uh, you probably get a, a good, a better feeling of how they will go into the, uh, how they go into the rest of the season and and making the playoff push. They have Dallas tonight, March tenth. They have Dallas again, April fifth. So that's two wins if they take care of business. They also have to play Denver. Now I'm gonna name the teams that's in front of these guys, who's in front of the uh, Phoenix Suns. They have Denver, um, March twenty third. They only have one game with those guys. Denver is five games in front of them. Uh, some of these numbers might be outrageous as far as how far they're in front, but, you know, anything is possible. And once you get in the playoffs, you definitely know that there's a chance. Uh, the New Orleans, they have one game against New Orleans. That's April 8th, uh, five and a half games. New Orleans leads these guys. Portland, six, and Utah, six. They play Portland March 26th. They play Utah the 25th. And that's a home game. They play them away March 28th. They play Portland away. Now, a lot of these guys, they play um, four games of the teams I've mentioned away. And they have probably four to six games away to get into the eighth spot. So if you're, if you're Phoenix Suns fans, you got to root these guys on. This is, the, this is their playoff run right now. Other teams are secured the spot pretty, for the most part. Um, and teams that lost tonight. If the Suns take care of the business with those teams, at least, let me see, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six games. And you play three, you play four of them on the road. So um, you finish five and one, worst case. That's the worst case scenario, five and one, because Portland is pretty good. Utah is pretty good. Um, again, I mentioned they have big men that's more, more athletic than what the Phoenix Suns have, and they have a bench. Most of these teams have a bench where they can bring a second tier in to maintain a lead or keep those guys or, or even take the lead until the starters get enough, a surmountable amount of rest to come in and finish the game all. Teams that lost last night were the Hornets. Could have helped, that helps them out. The Nuggets lost. The Lakers lost, but the Lakers lose is not a big deal. As long as you can forget about it, that's a 16-game lead. You're not going to make up a 16-game uh, stretch on the, on the Los Angeles Lakers. And um, even if the uh, Suns do make the playoff, their first game is against the Lakers, who's number one in the Western Conference division, who's number one in the Pacific division. Um, you're not going to beat these guys. And 
the Lakers have beaten the Suns. They played four times. The Lakers have beat the Suns three in a row before March 1st when the Suns beat the Lakers in that uh, five-game stretch when they went one and four. So you're not going to beat the Lakers four times in that in that in that playoff run. So, but getting in there, you have something to build from. Suns getting the playoff, you can build. You got to go into free agents, get some more players, some more athletic players, and define what you're going to do with your team. Are you going to be a running gun team? Are you going to bring in some guys who can run and gun as well as play defense? Are you going to be a defensive minded team? I think they tried that with uh, Coach Terry Porter, and that was the reason why they lost. I think they made him a scapegoat, scapegoat, but it's the reason why he's not here because these guys wasn't playing defense. Think about it. The Suns never played defense. The Suns was a high-energy, exciting offense. These guys run and gun. They put points on the board. If anybody remember the Houston Oilers, where Warren Moon was the quarterback, they had four to five receivers. These guys run and gun. They put up points on the board. They put up so many points that defensively, uh, the Houston Oilers, they they can take shots at offenses. They can play fast. They can play free. They was already up about 20, 30 points. So what the Suns have to do is define the identity or what they want to do. Uh, the general manager, Steve Kerr, he has to find him a coach. I don't know if this Alvin Gentry. I think Alvin Gentry came in and still back what D'Antonio had, and that was their running gun, and it worked, and the guys were more comfortable with him. Instead of bringing somebody else in when they fired Terry Porter, the guys that, that were already in place, they were more comfortable with him because Gentry was here. So uh, what do uh, Steve Kerr do? Do he, Does he make Alvin Gentry the coach uh, going into the rest of the – not the rest of the year, but the, does he make him the coach for the Phoenix Suns from here on out? Or do – or what does he do? Try to define his team, what identity of this team, and he, does he go out and get the coaches out there? I don't know who's out there right now, but I do the research to that whenever we talk again about the Suns next week. But um, you have Dallas, Denver, New Orleans, Portland, Utah, Phoenix Suns. You're four games away from Dallas, five from Denver, five and a half from New Orleans, Portland six, Utah six. You control your own destiny tonight. You can start tonight by having a physical, smart game against the um, Dallas Mavericks. And you got uh, who you have over there. You have Josh. You have Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. And you have another, they have another big guy over there who's pretty good. But you go out there and get it done. Um, you go out there and get it done, son. They have Josh Howard over there and Dirk Nowitzki. So uh, establish, establish some type of attitude, some type of mentality of what you're going to do from this point on. As far as going into your team and what you, if you're trying to make the playoffs, uh, tonight the Jazz and the Pacers play. So you know you, Utah has a chance. They may lose, but the the Spurs play tonight against Bobcats. Now you don't think these guys will lose these games, but you never know. So all all the Suns can worry about, Phoenix Suns can worry about, is what they can control and go out there and get it done. I, I mentioned earlier that Shaq Shaq put up a lot of points and. Um, but they just haven't finished these teams off late in the late in the game. So establish what you want to do, Phoenix Suns. Uh, we're rooting for you again. I'm not. We're not bashing you, or I, at least I'm not. But I, you, I, got, I have to make notice of what's going on over there. I do understand you have a lot of changes as far as your uh, team, your dynamics of your team. What happened before the playoff? Not the playoffs. Before the All Star, uh, the changing in coaches right immediately after the All Star. 
and then uh, what you have, how you going to implement Shaq in this running gun offense, which I think I thought it would be a problem. I didn't think Shaq was going to be able to run and gun with these guys, but he's running up and down the uh, court and also being successful, putting up points. When he gets tired, I think as a coach, you have to know when this guy gets tired, he can run and gun and give you great minutes and um, and great time on the great time on the basketball court. But you have to know when to take him out. But then who you go to? You go to Lopez. You go to Robin Lopez, who's two point six, with the rest of the guys on the bench. Uh, that's not a that's not a equal amount of uh, help coming off the bench. You gotta have a bench, and I don't think. Robin Lopez is the guy as of yet. I'm not saying he's not going to develop into uh, something in, uh, uh, to be more productive. I'm not saying he's that guy now. I'm just a uh, guy yet, but uh, oh, he's not going to be that guy. But right now we're talking about winning. And professional sports is winning and losing. And, and if you're not on the board, you can't establish an attitude or some type of what got you into the league, then uh, there's a problem. There's a problem of what – Who's drafting these guys, or how these guys getting on the team? I know you make a lot of, a lot of uh, positions on your team as far as guys concerned, and not being in draft. You take advantage of those second round guys, and there's a lot of second round guys in the league that that are outstanding, that are stars. You know, the basketball only have two rounds in the draft, so there's a lot of guys out there that can play. So the second round is just you're not gonna get as much money as those first round guys because uh, there's only two rounds, but you can play. You just play your time out, three to four years. Uh, get on somebody's team and, and show what you can do. You will get paid. You will get. You will get your notoriety. You will get recognized. Now, the Suns. I'm. They play tonight. Dallas Mavericks. They have the teams in front of the teams in front of them. Hornets, Nuggets, and the Lakers lost last night. You got the Jazz and the Spurs playing tonight. So, go ahead and get the uh, get the job done, Suns. Um, again, I'm rooting for you. I'm not going to bash you, uh, but we do have to make light on what's going on with the Phoenix Suns. We got a uh, what we got going on? A uh, Gentry uh, again. I was making uh, I was making mention that what are they going to do with him? Are they going to make him the coach? Make him the head coach? Um, I don't know who's out there they can go and get, but I think Gentry would be a good fit if they're going to continue this running gun because they really shouldn't have got rid of uh, D'Antonio, who's in um, New York struggling now. Um, but start defining who this team is going to be. Start identifying what guys you want on the team. Uh, get some type of momentum going. Therefore, you can draft. Therefore, you can get free agencies in here for the Phoenix Suns. You can draft a lot better uh, what you need. Uh, there's a lot of players coming out in draft this year, uh, great players, uh, actually, that can help the Suns. more. I, I see more athletic big men uh, coming out in the draft right now, young guys who can move that's fast, that's quick, uh, to also put points on the board and do it. Um, if you need a guy to rebound, they come in and rebound for you. But the, draft what you need. Draft what you need, or if you're going to take the best guy out there in the draft and you're going to trade it for two guys, that you can, if you can get them for two guys, then that's a good business move. But what are you going to do with Alvin Gentry, Steve Kerr? Uh, Steve Kerr, are you going to take some ownerships on what's going on with this team? Um, firing of D'Antonio, the hiring of uh, Coach Terry Porter, then the firing of Coach Terry Porter. Um, going back to this running gun offense with Gentry, who was here with Terry Porter, where where are the Suns? Where do you want the Suns to be? So there's a lot that has to go on with the Suns, and and we can talk about it. I know I'm gonna be watching these guys tonight. Matter of fact, if I can get some tickets, I'm going to the game. But either way, I will be watching these guys tonight, 
um, you know, Barbosa and Richards, they out there, they putting points on the ball. It's more of a street ball type guy, but they put points on them. But it's just, it's just not going to be enough. I think they have to take a, a different direction as far as uh, defense. Defense. You can run and put 140 points up the game, but can you do that every night? When you don't do that night in and night out, are you going to play defense where you're able to still pull off games? So that's, what, that's where we are with the Suns. We're going to wrap up with the Suns, and um, we'll probably take a break, uh, come back in two minutes. I want to talk a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals, the surprising Arizona Cardinals, and, and what's going on over there. All right, Suns, we're watching you get it done. We'll come back. We'll talk with the Arizona Car- talk about the Arizona Cardinals. I'm Kwame Lasso on the Voice of America Sport Network. You're listening to Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. See you in two minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every week, Body Talk is here to answer your pressing questions about the fields of traditional, alternative, and functional medical science. Join hosts Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis as they uncover the truth behind some of today's ailments, symptoms, and diseases. You'll get the most up-to-date information on treatments and remedies and their effectiveness. Plus, you'll hear from leading experts on a variety of health topics. Listen for Body Talk with Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter on the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. I'm here live in Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to talk about, we left off talking about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, uh, we wish those guys well in their little playoff run, playoff push. Uh, we're going to move on to some Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, I talked to uh, I talked to a couple guys that have played with the team and uh, and watching these guys, um, the organization, watching the team. You know, I was a little skeptical about what they were trying to do. They lost their offensive coordinator. Um, nearly to the um, Kansas City Chiefs. They fire immediately after the Super Bowl. They fire Clancy Pendergast, 
And I'm like, this can't be the same old Cardinals. And I was thinking, regardless of who the coach is, are they going to steal organizations, going to still act up and do the wrong things? Or It looked like they were taking a step back. But um, Adrian Wilson called in on the show about a week ago, a week or two ago, and um, he shed some light on the situation. Uh, and he bought into, he's buying into the system, not just buying into the system, but, you know, not just that he believe in it. These guys actually wants to want, run a 3-4 defense, and I think that's why Bill Davis is the defensive coordinator now. Bill Davis was, uh, again, he, he's been coaching since uh, 1992. Uh, he was the linebacker coach uh, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, who have a pretty good core of linebackers. He was the linebacker coach, and uh, he came in under Bill Coward. Uh, in that Pittsburgh era. So he's going to implement a legitimate 3-4 defense, and um, I think that play beneficial to what these guys, the athletic ability and talent they have. They, these guys are more physical as as far as quick, and uh, yeah, they, can, they can get it done defensively. And with the offense, uh, putting up points on the board, and uh, I made no mention to that, if you put points on the board, your defense can do a lot of things. It makes your defensive coordinator job a lot easier or vice versa. If you're able to put pressure on offenses, which a 3-4 defense does, you make your offense a lot easier. Then you go out there and you can call a handful of plays and get it done, at least put some type of points on the board. But talking to Adrian, Adrian calling in, talking to Adrian, um, I feel a little better about what these guys trying to do. Um, uh, they still need to get some guys signed. Some guys end up leaving. Uh, guys like J.J. Arrington, you know, who else left? You know, Antonio Smith left. So if you're going to have a 3-4 defense, you need to get a defensive end in here. I think the most important to that defense is a nose tackle. You have to have someone dominant enough, and this is where the Cardinals have problems when they play against a 3-4 defense because uh, Cinderline, their center, he's not able to hold that package. And when you penetrate the middle of that offensive line, then it messes everything up chemistry-wise as far as uh, uh, what the offense is trying to do. There's gaps, and a 3-4 def- defense is a pressure defense. So there's gaps, so there's room to make blitzes, and guys who didn't have to pick up blitz now have to pick up blitz, so there's a gap inside, outside, who are you going to block. If these guys are running this defense uh, to perfection or close to it, then it's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks. And if you have smart corners, then you know you don't have to be on your back pedal all day long. You can sit and squat, trust your safeties. And that's probably one of the reasons why the Cardinals uh, signed the corner. And we'll get to that later on. But Bill Davis, he the 3-4 defense, uh, and uh, Adrian saying he's a pretty good coach. Um, I want to know who was this guy, what was this guy about. He's a pretty good coach. If you watch uh, that Pittsburgh Steelers defense, that 3-4 defense, is you would think they was blitzing all the time. It's just how you disguise it. You can watch these guys drop into coverage. Uh, it puts the offense on heels and offensively, if you're running a, um, if you're running when you're running an offense, offense is all timing. Defense is read react. Offense is all timing. So if you can get these guys off their timing for one or two seconds, then you have a good chance of winning that battle for that play. So uh, these guys, what they do in Pittsburgh, they they've they've added, they're blitzing, uh, and I think this will be beneficial to Adrian, who's made plays anyway. Adrian made plays in a four three defense, five two defense. Uh, three four defense uh, that they played a little bit of, but it was only in a package deal. Now this will be their whole, this will be their whole defensive scheme. Three feet, three four defense, and you know they're coming. So um, surprisingly, the Arizona Cardinals are finally making the right moves, not just to keep the team, but the organization in a competitive state. Uh, the drama with Kurt Warner is over; he's locked. 
well, he's locked, if it's safe to say locked, in the National Football League when you're dealing with um, NFL contracts, NFL signing. But he's locked, if you will, in a two-year, $23 million deal, 19 of that guaranteed. And I think that was more what uh, Kurt and his agent was trying to do. They were trying to make sure that there was enough of that $23 million guaranteed so his, his um, two-year signing didn't mysteriously, mysteriously become a one-year deal. And the organization will have to think long and hard if worst case should happen. Because at some point, these guys, now, Kurt signed a two-year deal, but at some point, they're going to have to sign, uh, not sign, but they're going to have to play Matt Leinart. Now, I know you don't want to hear that because I don't even want to say it, but they're going to have to play Matt Leinart at some point uh, to find out what kind of guy he is. Can this guy play in the National Football League? Uh, will he possibly have a future starting quarterback job in the National Football League? Has he matured any? Has he watched Kurt Warner? Has he learned from a professional guy, a veteran guy, a Super Bowl MVP, an NFL MVP? If you have guys like that around you, you can't help to do anything but uh, sponge some of that knowledge up, his mannerisms or what he does week in and week out, uh, game situation. You have to uh, sponge some of that up if you're a backup to this guy and, and to find out what will help you uh, and your abilities as a quarterback and your thought process as a quarterback. What is this guy, Kurt Warner, looking at when he comes out the huddle? So if you don't take advantage of that, then you got to find out, has Matt Liner matured any? Has, does he want to become a professional football player? Does he want to be the face of a team or be the franchise guy? If not, now you got to find out, does Matt Liner have any trade value? So uh, at some point, and it won't be this year because they did sign Kurt Warner, to a two-year deal. I think Matt has either one or two more years on this deal. And, um, again, I mentioned that was the drama that we've had with Kurt Warner as far as uh, his signing, him going to San Francisco to visit, which was nonsense. But if you have to if you have to get some weight on somebody, it's business. It's business on both ends. Once the football season is over, it's business on both ends. So uh, Kurt Warner and his agent was doing that to make sure there was enough money up front so that two-year deal doesn't look like a one-year deal where the Cardinals can cut this guy and um, not lose anything for it. So there will be a lot of money lost if you cut Kurt Warner after one year. And I think Kurt Warner has to be as successful as he was last year to keep Matt Liner out of that starting lineup because, again, they have to find out, can this guy play football? Um, then what are you going to do with the uh, – the success of Kurt Warner, I think, is all predicated. Well, they have their line coming back. They have their offensive line coming back. But I think not just the, his knowledge of the game, uh, you know, all that takes place. All that gets you to a certain point. But a lot of your success is predicated on what you have around you and how you use what's around you. You have three of the best receivers in the game at one time in a football game. Um, Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, you have Steve Breston. There's not a better three receivers at one time in a game than those three. So Kurt has a great advantage in that. I think with more maturity of the offensive line, you can establish a running game. And I think that was a little uh, energetic spirit spark that we had during the season when they put Tim Hightower in the um, lineup over Edron James. Is Edron James coming back? We don't know. You hear her talk about he wants to leave. He wants to If he's going to leave, he needs to do it now so he can find him a home. There are some places for him. And I think um, – It'll be beneficial to the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals and team and the organization if they keep Edron James here 
uh, make this guy, make this guy happy, um, teach Tim Hightower how to be, become a professional. He can run. A lot of guys coming to the league can run, jump, and catch. But are you able to read defenses? Are you able to know where you need to help out? Are you able to pick up a blitz? And I think, I think Andrew, Edron James does this well where he keeps guys off Kurt Warner. He buys him another second or two to get it to those receivers if the offensive line have a, a mental breakdown up there. So um, uh, what are they going to do with Edron James? If he wants to leave, then they need to find out um, if they can get something for him. If they let him go, I think they'll be saving $5 million under the salary cap. But then you have to go out there and, and – um, you franchise, you have to go out there and sign Adrian. Adrian is under contract, but it makes no sense to let him get to the end of his contract. You sign Carlos Dansby for the second time in two years to the franchise tag. And this is where I have a problem with the franchise tag. Um, you don't sign a guy and not sign him to a long-term deal. If you sign him franchise, obviously he means something to your team where you want him around. You don't use it to hold them hostage. So you sign them to a franchise tag for the second year. You have to work out some type of deal or you're going to have a hostage guy. And granted, he is making uh, close to $9.7 million under the non-exclusive franchise tag. And if you don't know what the non-exclusive is, it's uh, it's more of a uh, – if any team wants to make a um, – make a run at Carlos Dansby while he's under the Cardinals franchise tag, the non-exclusive franchise tag, then the compensation would be uh, two first-round picks. And um, that's beneficial for the Cardinals. They can use that in the draft. But if you're going – but like if I mentioned uh, – when I mentioned earlier that you're running a 3-4 defense, a guy like Carlos Dansby will be successful in that defense and helping that defense uh, make plays on the field and helping the Arizona Cardinals win football games. But you go out there and sign Carlos Dance. You need to get his deal done. He's under a one-year $9.7 million, which is a lot of money, but he's worth a whole lot more. If they're paying guys out there all that money to do his job, he's worth a, a long-term deal. Go ahead and get Adrian Wilson done. He's under a one-year deal. And these are the guys that was in the Pro Bowl, not Carlos, but you had Kurt Warner, Adrian Wilson. You got Kurt Warner done. These are Pro Bowl guys. Adrian Wilson contract is up next year. You want to get him done. Makes no sense to let him go into a free agency or even get to the point where you have to negotiate. You can start doing that right now before the season even starts. You don't want to negotiate with players, your key players, your top players during the season because all you do is make them disgruntled. And we've seen that as we're seeing it now with um, uh, Anquan Bowden. Anquan is uh, under contract for two more years. He's uh he's slated to make two point seven, I think it is, this year and three million next year. And he's coming off a Pro Bowl year. Coming off a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl year, missing four games with a broken broken bones in his body and a hamstring problem. But um you want to get this guy done. He's he's uh, just as valuable as Fitzgerald. Um Steve Breston came into his own in the absence of Anquan, so you want to get Anquan done. It makes no sense. If I don't know what they promised this guy. I don't know at all the deal or what was going on in, at the negotiation table, uh, why he's unhappy. I can understand why he's unhappy, but I also believe you sign your contract, you play it all. But at the same time, you got ownerships and organizations and management that can release you anytime they want to. So I think he's looking more for some uh, guarantees up front, and that's why Kirk Warner's situation drove out, dragged out so long. He was looking for guarantees. Is uh, he and his agent had to make a trip to San Francisco? Had to make a trip to a team that's in that uh, in the conference. 
had to make a trip out there to uh, get the Cardinals to up more money. So he's he got his two year twenty three million, nineteen of it guaranteed. He got that done. Um, but you got to get Anquan done. You want to get Carlos Dan- Dansby done. You want to get Adrian Wilson done. Um, and these guys play favorable until you getting back into form and getting into the Super Bowl or not even the Super Bowl. Just let's concentrate on deep in the playoffs. Once you get deep in the playoffs, anything can happen. We're going to take another two-minute break and come back with our last segment. This is Kwame Lassie on Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. you live on the Voice America Sports Network. I'll come back in two minutes and talk more about the Cardinals. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you ready for some football well here it comes the owen hodge show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio this action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback big hodge and the knowledgeable defensive back odie this show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we are back on the voice america sports network i am kwame lassula you listen to kwame lassula sports talk uh we left off talking about the corners we'll finish up talking about the corners uh, there, are, there are other shows on the Voice America Sports Network, but if you want to call in and chime in to my show, their show, the number is 1-888-346-9144. Any questions, comments you might have or one answer, 1-888-346-9144. 
You got shows up there like I mentioned earlier in the opening of the show. Amp Lee will have his show, so keep a lookout for that. You got the Ray Ellis Sports, uh, Joe Cribs. You got Jeff Nixon. Uh, don't forget Mark McMillan, Hard Hitting Radio, with uh, Brian Evans, his co-host Brian Evans, and uh, the Owen Hart Show, uh, Radio by George. Uh, Fred Barnett. There's a lot of shows up there bringing you sports from all areas of the of game, all areas of sports. They bringing this bringing this to you the way they see it from their from their perspective. All right, back to the Cardinals. We are um, live here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we talk about them, uh, what they need to sign. We're going to have a draft show, but um, right now I, I will meet, mention briefly uh, what these guys have done so far. They've signed Kurt. We the Kurt Warner drama is over. Uh, it's been kind of quiet on the home front as far as Anquan's done, and I think the offseason. You made you made a lot of noise about getting the deal done during the season. I think offseason is when all that takes place. Uh, they must have promised him somewhere. Uh, it should have been done probably mid-season somewhere, but it it wasn't done. So I think you get the you get all that financial and the business part done of it on the offseason. And uh, right now I haven't heard anything for the past two weeks of what they're going to do with Anquan. So I don't know. You got guys like. T.O. signing one year six million dollar deals and uh so I guess his baggage and his, the luggage he carries around as far as distracting of teams mean nothing to a team that's trying to win I think Anquan is a winner on the field off the field uh I mentioned how he puts me in the mindset of a guy like Larry Sinners but you don't have this guy signed you have this guy making 2.75 million uh this year and then next year three million who is just as valuable who makes it possible for guys like Fitzgerald to get catch those balls or um, buy some time. You have a, a route underneath route with uh, uh, Kurt Warner able to get him the ball. But uh, we'll, we'll keep a lookout for that. I'm sure they'll get that done because uh, I think it's very important to what they're trying to do offensively. They have to get a running back if they're going to let Edwin James go, and I think they should keep him. Defensively, they signed um, – they signed McFadden. They signed Bryant McFadden from Pittsburgh. You got to understand, there's going to be more Pittsburgh guys here. So guys who are already on the Cardinals team, look out. Because when a coach and his staff come to another team, they are looking to uh, implement their players that they were familiar with with the team before to come and play for them. And it helps out. I'm not saying anything wrong with it, but, you know, don't be surprised when it happens. So, it helps them to teach uh, the guys that they want to keep around the defense because those guys are familiar with it. But uh, Brian McFadden is a two-year deal uh, for $10 million. I think five of that is guaranteed of uh, $3 million uh, up front or $2 million up front. He has a million-dollar signing bonus and a million, uh, $2 million roster bonus. So the first year is guaranteed. So that's a two-year $10 million deal. So he's going to make easily $5 million this year. Uh, Ralph Brown. And uh, Eric Green are undrafted free agents, so they they can go anywhere. And the Cardinals haven't signed them yet, so we don't know negotiation talks that's going on with that. As far as those guys, they need some corners, and I think that's why you brought the guy like Brian McFadden in, who's played well at times uh, for Pittsburgh. Uh, missed a few games last year with a broken forearm, but he was he did make plays. He he understands the defense that these guys are trying to run. He was with these guys in Pittsburgh when they were there. He understands the defense, and as a corner, you want to be – you just don't want to know I'm lining up and I got this guy. I'm lining up, I'm playing this. You want to know what the rather, the other uh, 10 positions are doing on the field, and that makes you a very successful corner. That makes you better at your game. It slows the game down for you. And hopefully, um, well, they say he's going to be competing with the job with uh, the other corner, but um, DRC has locked one side down. 
it pretty much brought him in to start. So I don't know why they're going to say he's competing. It looks that way, but it's not going to be in the competition there. They're going to bring him in. He's going to start. Then they're going to put the other guy at the, the nickel package. And that's what it is. And then they got to get some guys defensively. Like, if you can bring Ralph Brown in, then great, because he could give you a – he get a lot of work on the special teams, and he can come in if a corner goes down. I think Eric Green is done. He was done pretty much um, a year and a half ago when they benched him, but uh, he came in and spelled him when when guys got hurt. So they end up signing. They're making the moves. The Arizona Cardinals, the team, the organization, surprisingly, they doing the right things by getting guys in here. Now, what are they going to do? Because uh, I was skeptic until I talked to Adrian. I was skeptic, and I think everything I've seen outside of um, – of uh, being in the uh, organization, I think they've uh, taken the right steps. Because you can't go to – you can't get in the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl, and then destroy your team. That has been done before. And Arizona Cardinals in 1998, we had a team. We had a good chemistry. We came back. We didn't even recognize the guys that were on that team. But, again, they're making surprisingly moves to uh, keep this team going in the right direction. The offensive line will be together for another two years. You still have uh, Russ Grimm, uh, who's arguably one of the better coaches in the National Football League at coaching offensive line. He has about three or four Super Bowl rings from different teams. Um, Russ Grimm will be there. So you know those guys will offensively on the offensive line will be better uh, protection-wise as far as for Kirk. More so, they need to establish that running game. You have a great passing attack. Uh, so the offense, the offensive line should not only pass well, but have run protection well. So they have to get that done. I think that'll get handled. You got Leonard Pope. I think they re-signed Leonard Pope because he was a restricted free agent. Antonio Smith, he's out of there. Another guy they need to sign is uh, Terrell Smith. He's the uh, running back slash fullback. He's actually a fullback. The guy's six foot, two hundred fifty pounds. Uh, he's no Natron Means. He was a running back at that much weight. But sign them back. If you want to have a running game, you have to establish a uh, power game somewhere near the uh, uh, red zone where you have to have these guys come in and get the job done. They've signed uh, Gabe Watson. Uh, he was a restricted free agent. They signed him back for the defensive line, a defensive tackle. And I mentioned you will have to have a great, a pretty good defensive tackle if you want to throw the 3-4 defense at teams that nose tackle has to cause havoc in there where these guys can come off the edge. If the defense tackle is not taking up a double team, then that job is the the 3-4 defense is not going to work. Uh, if you look at uh, Jamal Williams in San Diego, uh, runs that 3-4 pretty good. That's why these guys uh, come off the corners pretty good and have sacks and put a lot of pressure on on the uh, quarterback, put a lot of pressure on the offenses. And if you notice the corners in San Diego, they have a lot of interceptions. They have a lot of pass breakups. So the Cardinals need to get ahead, go ahead and get it done, uh, get these guys signed. I think it will uh, play favorably to the – um, the organization uh, getting these guys back to where they want to be. Um, uh, the, the the organization, the uh, community was great. They gave us a lot of hope on what was going on out here, so we can watch these Cardinals, we can follow the Cardinals. We don't have to say same old Cardinals again. But these guys, these guys need. To, they're moving in the right direction. They got Bertrand Barry out there. I think you can sign these guys for and you know, on another one year deal to find out what's going on. Does he fit in your system? Uh, I don't want to hear the talk about he's getting old, but the Cardinals go ahead and get these guys done. Um, it's been a pleasure bringing uh, the information to you from the Phoenix Suns, dealing with the Phoenix Suns and the Arizona Cardinals. Again, we will have a draft show coming up soon, but uh, I will check you out next week at 9 a.m. on Tuesday morning. This is Kwame Lassen on Kwame Lassen Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Uh, you see you guys next week.
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.